Hey there, everybody. This is Dan Fagella here with Tech Emergence, where we interview entrepreneurs, investors, and researchers in the domain of emerging tech, particularly where technology and psychology intersect. And I talk often on the show with my guests about how this is how I predict um, these technologies, particularly AR, VR, BMI, to transform uh, human productivity and the human experience of work and our interaction, our interactions with technology, whether we're literally plugged in or not. And today I'm lucky enough to have Anton Thorfson on the line, who is the COO and co-founder of Murray VR. Uh, and their company is working on completely revolutionizing productivity by allowing people to work in an entirely digital environment with virtual reality. So I'm excited to dive in. Anton, how are you today? Hey, Dan. I'm great. Excited to be here. Yes, indeed. I'm glad to be able to have you on the line. I, I want you to be able to go through the uh, the gist of your tech first, because when, when we have been in touch via email, I forget who passed you along uh, directly there, but I clicked the link, I checked out the site, and I was like, all right, this is this is something that we gotta we got to have on. Essentially, um, you're creating a, an entirely virtual environment, sort of like a virtual office that folks can, can um, hop into and interact with all their programs and applications in a way where they're not hindered by hardware. They don't have to be staring at the brick wall they're staring at. Um, give me a gist of exactly what you're working on and how you guys explain it. Absolutely. So uh, the user, uh, first off, wants to feel good at work. So uh, the user can pick an environment, some, something cozy, something on a, on a mountaintop, on the beach, in the Amazon jungle. And uh, and the soothing sounds that come with it, and when the when the user has found the the perfect work environment, uh, he or she can open up a display, or uh, or as many displays just uh, floating in the air around them, and uh, each display will uh, will support will be supported by an application, and so uh, your whole world will kind of be uh, your desktop. Man. So you have enough space to work and and, and and nothing to bother you. Yeah, that that's a and and to me that was a value proposition that I just couldn't turn down. I mean, I was looking for a buy button on your website like big time, and uh, and and I, I can't say that I say that for everybody that we interview. There's some you know gen tech companies that you know I really have no use for, but uh, but they're great companies and great founders. But that was something where it's like, wow, how can you turn that down? You know, being in the being in the Amazon jungle. If you guys want to check out, if you just look it up, it's spelled M U R E space V R. It's pronounced Murray V R. Um, and and you can see sort of some of the backgrounds that they're playing around with, and just how cool it would be to have that be your entire world while you're working. Um, so let's talk a little bit. I mean, I can see just so many ramifications of this. I'm imagining myself walking into the office, um, sitting down. I'm here in the, the Cambridge Innovation Center at the time of this recording, right, right on MIT campus. Um, and, uh, and, and sitting down in this, this, this desk, I, I have a, a white wall in front of me because I don't like to be distracted and putting on a headset and all of a sudden being on the, the top of some mountain with, with the sunset and, and, uh, and all those sounds that, that come along with it and looking all around me in 360 degrees and being able to see that really relaxing, no distraction kind of an, an atmosphere, you know, nice Nice sunset always always stays just at that perfect sunset level. It doesn't get too dark, and uh, and you know I can hear the the water kind of hitting the the beach below me a little bit. And I've got five screens up. I've got my email up. I've got my email marketing softwares up. I've got um, you know Excel docs I'm working off of, and those are displayed wherever I want. And I'm just sliding them around in front of me like. Um, like uh, if anybody's seen Minority Report and how Tom Cruise interacts with the data in, in Minority Report with the kind of gestural interface. It sounds like that would be 
sort of the the uh, user the user case of somebody using your software once it once it gets live here. Kind of, but uh, but still Minority Report. It's still just two uh, D. This is taking it a step further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Interestingly enough, it actually is. Yeah, I, now that I think about it, um, it, it's it's certainly a step up. But yeah, this will this will potentially be able to be wherever the heck you uh, you want it to be. So yeah, so that's that's positively fascinating. Now in terms of um, I have a whole bunch of questions about sort of how this might calibrate with uh, with productivity and and with with attention focus and things like that. But for you, what do you really see as the most transformative component of this? You know, once this thing's able to be to be live, what what will be possible and why will that be so appealing? What's the real deeper value proposition for you guys at a, a bigger level? I mean, we see the productivity as as a very very big part of this because uh, today uh, all the offices in the in the best world are, are migrating into these open office spaces, you know, where, where people just uh, sit side by side and, and, and are kind of cramped together. Yeah. Well, uh, a couple of decades ago, they were more like segmented office spaces. But uh, companies are not going to go back to the segmented office spaces, even though there's like a lot of harassment and, uh, and, and, and stress-inducing to be sitting like very close to, <laughs> yeah. to people every, every single day and everyone can see your screen and there's no... You, you can't relax. Yeah, uh, companies can't go back to the the uh, the bigger segmented uh, office spaces because they, they cost too much money. Yeah, and, you know, every single worker was taking like, a lot of space. But uh, with this, you can get the both uh, best of both worlds. You, you can kind of put on on your Oculus Rift or any other like, head-mounted uh, virtual reality display, and and kind of uh, take a break from from all this and just just focus on your work. So that's, that's, uh, I think that's the biggest part. Yeah, that's wild. So, yeah. so uh, it, the second biggest part, I would say, go for it. just, uh, it's, it's a new, new way to, to look at desktops. I mean, uh, the reason why desktops are, are uh, rectangular and, uh, and, uh, and small, and it's like because of the, the display technology, but soon we, we won't have to worry about that. I mean, it's a, if you, if you can use like 360 times 360, uh, desktop environment, it's uh, so much more space and you know, that can increase productivity even more. Yeah, big time. And, and and it sounds like, you know, there's just so many jobs where you're using so many screens. You know, I've, I've, uh, I, I've sort of knocked myself a, a little bit for not uh, mastering the multi-screen setup. You know, I'm, I'm working in a, a kind of a, a couple different spaces, so I end up moving around a bunch and I feel like I'm either too lazy or I don't know what the, the impact will really be if I you know plug in the additional screen, I get that thing hooked up and work on multiple monitors. But but I, I do realize they're, they're really, you know, if, if it was quick and accessible and you were just there with as many screens as you needed, there's really no downside. I mean, I, I of course wish I could have, you know, email floating at the top right if I wanted it to be ubiquitously, no matter where I was, you know, looking or oriented. It just seems really, really difficult for for that to uh you know i mean assuming you're not distracting yourself and there's probably ways to calibrate that which we can talk about um it seems like it's really really hard to argue that that would be um worse in any way what what types of jobs if any anton have you thought about this making a direct impact on you know, of course for a couple reasons number one um of course you're thinking about the future impact of these kind of technologies number two you guys are going to have to go to market at some point and 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 presumably you know i, I know when we had chatted, you had talked about you know sometime around when Oculus does their their full thing and, and gets released. Um, where are you going to hit first? Who who could really use this? Who's going to sink their teeth into this the fastest? What are your thoughts there? Because I certainly have some on my end. 
Well, uh, the first is just uh, people that do uh, computer work, you know, sit in an office. Yeah, yeah, uh, white collar work. That can be those. So that's kind of the first. Uh, that's a big category, so, though, of course. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a large category. It's huge. And and it's kind of the, the simplest way. The the second step would be more like a collaborative uh, design jobs. So people could uh, do design in in a collaboration with others within the virtual reality. And that's a that's a bit bit further out there. Got ideas. it. Okay, cool. One of the, yeah, I, I can see how that would be helpful as well. You know, different people could be working on the same 3D model and rotating it, looking at different angles and talking to themselves about it, um, you know, talking to each other about it and, and making different edits that they could save or unsave, and they're all looking at the same model, whether it's a, a car or whether it's a website they're building or, or whatever it is that's, that's being designed. Um, that, that, uh, that would certainly be more than useful as well. People don't have to get together in the same room and hold a physical thing. They can be, you know, across the globe so long as the, the technology is strong enough and they can all be looking at it from whatever angle they want, making individual changes that can be undone or redone at any time and talking to each other um, even more efficiently than they could if they were sitting right next to each other. That's obviously powerful as well. You know, one of my thoughts was, you know, th there are some folks... Like the, the people that I would think, Anton, that would be, and, and you know, maybe this is turning into a business conversation, but the people that would probably be most likely to hop on board and, and, and buy this thing um, are, are probably well-paid folks who, uh, who use, you know, three or four screens already, you know? And, and the job that immediately comes to mind is like quantitative traders, yeah. You know? Yeah, possibly. Absolutely. Yeah, like guys who are like they're already got six monitors going on and they have to plug all these things in and they have to make sure that they're all streaming in the right way and whatever else. Um, it just seems like the people that are already trying to use multiple monitors, you know, this this would be sort of, you know, godsend esque. Um, and the thing is you can't go back. No, you can't. When, when, when I started working with two monitors, I, 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 I hated working on one. Now I'm up to three and, and I'm in trouble. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly it. Well, I mean, such is the nature of technology. And, and if one of my bigger passions with Tech Emergence as a podcast and really on a deeper kind of life mission side of things is, is really understanding the, the ethical ramifications of the technology that we're creating. But ultimately, everything is a double-edged sword. And, and progress is progress, but it's interesting that we can't, we can't put stuff back in the box once it's come out. And it, and it certainly is, uh, especially anything that ups efficiency will be economically conducive to stick. And once it's stuck in enough places, you can't not stick with it. Like, you can't be the only sales guy without a cell phone. Sorry. You know, if you're out there on the road, you know, like, you need to be able to take calls and make calls right then and there. You know, and, and similarly, when you're a quantitative trader... There's no quantitative traders at these, you know, big real deal houses working on one laptop. You know what I mean? Like with, with three browser tabs open. No, 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 no. Anybody who's real deal has multiple monitors. So at a certain point, yeah, like you had mentioned, the technology becomes 100% required. And I, it, to be frank, I mean, that's what I, what I really feel like could sort of uh, happen and dial in here. In terms of being able to up uh, focus and productivity, I did want to touch on this before we talk about the farther future here, Anton. Um, in terms of boosting focus and productivity, it, it seems it seems rather rather interesting. You know, I, I can see some supreme benefit to um, if I'm you know if I'm if I can choose my own environment and I can find what tends to work best for me. There might even you know uh, there there might even be ways it seems. Like to whether it's through you know uh, EEG or or whether it's through some other kind of monitoring or algorithms to be able to figure out 
how well I'm doing attention span and concentration wise and kind of mold my living working environment around me to fit that like suggestions like you know to use less monitors or to have a less busy environment or or different things like that in real time to continuously optimize productivity in my entire immersive environment um, Actually, I, th I think the, 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 all those uh, variables are quite complex but uh, we are in collaboration with a uh, environmental psychologist yeah, that uh, that just studies this all, all, all of these factors and and actually uses virtual reality goggles to 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 do his research, find out what kind of uh, combination of colors and and and, and lights and yeah. nature people feel most comfortable in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's positively fascinating, and I think I think the homework that will be done there, you know, once once this kind of technology uh, becomes uh, adopted, and, and there's just so many different ways that that this whole um, tech and psych thing can be taken to the next level, but this immersive VR environment seems like a really logical next step in so many ways. Um, I'm excited to see you guys pull it off. But the uh, you know it seems like you know, we could there there could probably be some general lessons learned about you know number and size of monitors, type of background, type of sounds, and, and immersive virtual environments that are most conducive to longer term focus. You know, and then specific ways that if somebody is having a specific focus problem or maybe they're stressed, ways that the environment can be calibrated either manually or automatically to be able to continue to maintain that productivity. Because how can companies, you know, how could companies not want that to be the case too, right? I mean, one of your selling points is going to be improving uh, productivity, yeah? Absolutely. So this sounds like a, like a full-on research that uh, yeah, needs yeah. to be done alongside you <laughs> uh, for, for further development. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's no small matter, and I'm not making it out to be one. It just sounds as though um, as, as soon as this kind of thing catches on, there will be large corporations and or, or, and or educational bodies that will be very interested in that question. You know, like how, well, okay, great. Now that we're, now that whenever we're at work, we're plugged into a virtual environment, um, how can we make sure that these environments are maximally conducive to work? Because, you know, I mean, the army's already working on all kinds of stuff to make sure that these guys can stay up for 55 hours straight, um, you know, to, to enhance whatever physical capacities they possibly can. Um, whoa, you, gotta, you guys are in a pretty high building with airplanes that close. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, it just seems, it seems as though those will be natural extensions of what, of what you folks are up to. But I think, um, yeah, it, it just sounds like a, a completely natural, um, extension. Have you guys done some thinking about that? Like in terms of the, the environments that you're already designing or thinking about designing, you had mentioned like a mountaintop or an Amazon jungle, um, what's going to be your inspiration for those initial environments? Because, I mean, to be frank, I want to be one of the first guys in these things. Uh, the inspirations, well, we've been talking about our uh, scientist friends that uh, are studying where people actually feel good. And uh, ah, wow. the next next step would be to, to get a designer to, to help us, you know, to, to realize yeah. these, uh, these yeah, environments. Yeah. Yeah, um, the, we, we, we have made some prototype environments, so we can I can uh, pick uh, uh, the the Scottish Highlands or the moon and, and kind of open up uh, a couple of these places. It's it's really cool, but yeah. uh, but uh, actually, how to optimize the the, the well being? That's uh, yeah, that's uh, next up. Yep, that's and that's a just absolutely fascinating topic because Anton, my my background at, at University of Pennsylvania for my masters was in uh, positive psychology, sort of yeah. understanding 
And, and a lot of that did have to do with environmental and, and sociological stuff, but, but environmental indeed in terms of how close or in what ways we interact with nature and how much of it and in what ways we see it and how that might influence overall senses of well-being, depending on well, where... A, a single plant can uh, increase productivity in, uh, in an office. So. It, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And then there's a lot of great research on that. And I think that how this obviously, you know, influ influencing productivity is, is really what's going to be what drives the, uh, the sales in a lot of respects. But presumably what makes it stick and would be a strong uh, component to making it stick as well would be if you could make the argument for the happiness and well-being of the employees as well. I mean, that would be far too many win-wins for, for anybody to turn it down at that point. You know, if, it, if people are happier and more productive, by golly, um, you know, you're, you're uh, yeah, you're getting in there. So, um, yeah. so anywho, I think that that's a great opportunity for additional research, and that just kind of got my my nerd brain um, kind of yeah. moving around there. But anywho, Anton, um, uh, as my final question, I'm curious as to your thoughts for where the future of this kind of technology can take us. I certainly have some ideas. I'm under the impression personally that um, in a shorter time than than the vast majority of humans are, are prepared for, um, there are going to be domains where immersive VR and really hardcore AR are going to dominate and they're going to be the de facto standard that you cannot avoid and that more and more components of human life are actually going to get sucked into that world for better or for worse and there's going to be a lot of ethical considerations which, which I'm excited about um, navigating and I think humanity will have to be prepared to navigate but in terms of what you think kind of the, the farther out vision you know five years ten years type stuff might be what might this kind of tech mean for work? You know, what might be the farther out future for your company or, or this type of immersive technology, in your opinion? I actually think it's going to be almost everywhere. Uh, virtual reality is, is uh, exploding and it's getting so, uh, well, next year it's going to be so cheap and, uh, and, and so high quality virtual reality that, uh, yeah, in, in, in 10 years we, we, it's going to be hard to distinguish between, you know, real and virtual worlds. So, uh, this makes all kind of collaboration projects so much easier, like, like I said before. And of course, all the, all the biggest, the coolest projects that, uh, that humans do, they're big, big collaborative projects. And this will just make it easier. And kind of humanity will be able to do something even, even bigger, even crazier than we're actually doing right now. Yeah, well, what do you mean by that? So let's paint, paint the picture a little bit. If, if you want to build a skyscraper, you need uh, uh, first architects and, uh, and uh, general designers, uh, engineers, builders, and, uh, and thousands of people are involved. But uh, if it's easy to get a million people involved in the same project, uh, all from, the sa uh, from different parts of the globe, a uh, bigger project can be, can be made, you know, designed, and uh, that's just really, really far out there. They're thinking on my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so being able to have everybody just pop on a pair of goggles without even having a keyboard underneath them and being able to have kind of a virtual keyboard and putting on some headphones and a mic um, that's you know presumably built into the headset because that's that's kind of the, the goal and, uh, and being able to instantly be right then and there with the other architects, the, the other builders, the, the folks that are surveying the land and being able to map out, scope out, model, construct, edit, and tweak on three-dimensional models in, in real time, um, obviously that's positively transformative. It just it just means so much for work. You know, right now I think Anton, there's there is this sort of transition for for like like you had said, you know, people are moving to these kind of more cramped, open floor type offices. At the same time, um, people are also uh, 
doing a decent amount more work from home. And I think a lot of this is about the fact that, well, you know, thanks to technology, we're able to do a lot of the same things from wherever we are. I think this kind of VR, it sounds like, you know, and it's a pretty logical uh, projection here, is going to take that just that many steps farther to the point where, you know, maybe such a large swath of work can be done from wherever uh, that it that it almost won't matter. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you know, the internet made it, made the information possible to to spread uh, all around the world, and uh, AR and VR is just uh, the next step in that kind of uh, high speed information sharing. Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, I, I man, I, I really could see, uh, I really could see this this very kind of technology being one of those those grander steps. And I mean, there's just so many questions around that, right? Because once once uh, once you really don't have to show up at work because you're you can all share a virtual environment, like you you can all be hanging out, you know, in the Amazon jungle, or you can all be on the moon at the same time, um, and, and you know you can be alone or you can be kind of with the group if you just kind of plug in from home. Um, you know, when does that when does that also transition to you know to our you know home and life environments? You know, in what in what ways does that eke its way into that? You know. Um, at what point do you get a virtual dog instead of a real one? Uh, I'm just uh, this is a bit far. This is yeah, yeah, it's a little, a little far, a little, little, a little far for you guys. I don't think you have to be the guy thinking about it, but, but surely uh, you. I, I mean, uh, people always worry about this. Like, are we gonna get? The well, 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 here's here's the, the thing. I, I'm not, I'm not worrying. Time, uh, technology. This happens. You know, a couple of years ago, children had their virtual pets. You know, but still, that doesn't mean. Real yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and the other thing is too, Anton, I think that there are some folks that would say like, oh my goodness, if we get virtual do uh, dogs, then, you know, the world is such a more horrible, terrible place. Um, I, I actually wouldn't even presume that necessarily. I mean, so long as we don't neglect all the real dogs, I guess. I mean, you know, some people probably said, you know, all these cars are making the world a worse place. Horses are better. Uh, you know, all these letters are making the world a better place. Emails making it worse. So I think there's been plenty of those fears that we've sort of hurdled past. I actually don't. I think it's very difficult to to make projections about what'll make us happier or less happy. And and I think that to some extent, losing ourselves in these VR, AR environments, uh, maybe losing ourselves is a sort of a slant to it, but. Um, I don't necessarily see it as good or bad. I just think that it's interesting to sort of contemplate those futures. But um, either way, as you had mentioned, if nothing else, you know, maybe five, ten years, the the skyscraper collaboration, worst comes to worst, could be a much, much, much easier thing than it is today. Absolutely. Big time. So, cool, Anton. Hey, I know we're a little bit over time here, and this is just uh, an utterly fascinating project. So many various, uh, so many various ideas to explore here. In terms of where folks can, can go to learn more about you guys, what, what's kind of the main websites or social channels that they can check out to kind of keep up with your progress? Uh, our website is uh, murrayvr.com, and uh, we have a very active Twitter account, uh, murrayvr. Cool. Uh, that's uh, where we're most uh, visible today. Got it. All right, so yeah, M-U-R-E-V-R, -E everybody who's tuned in right now. Um, and, uh, and that's a wrap. Mr. Anton, thanks a ton for being here on Tech Emergence. Uh, thanks a lot, man. It's been great. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're an entrepreneur or a future thinker 
uh, with an interest in businesses, transitions, or technologies that have the potential to alter human potential. And make sure you check out techemergence.com. It's our main blog site where you can see all of our other interviews with uh, top startup leaders, uh, entrepreneurship experts, and folks in the domain of technology, cutting-edge emerging technology. Uh, if you have a particular interest in how technology can affect the future of human consciousness and our conscious experience, and be sure to also check out sentientpotential.com. There we explore a lot of the ethical considerations and really serious moral matters of emerging technologies, in addition to interviews with great philosophers and technology experts of our day. Uh, more than anything else, always feel free to reach out if you can find us via email. Um, you can reach out to us there or whatever other way. Find us on the blog. Be sure to drop comments. We believe that the serious f- uh, conversation about the future is not only open-minded, but also interdisciplinary and multifaceted. So we'd like nothing more than to be able to glean your ideas as well. Uh, so with that being said, with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Fagella signing off. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>